bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is the CEO of CFS Capital Management uh, based in Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you, Jordan. How are you? Great to be with you. Uh, let's just start a little bit about uh, CFS Capital Management, what you do, and, and then we'll get into some of the specific things that you offer and, and how you can help investors. Just kind of give bet- us an overview. You betcha. You know, I didn't really, <clears throat> I'm not sure I meant to get into the institutional side of the business, but I uh, was normally really involved in traditional financial services, mortgages, insurance, and mutual funds, securities. And when I sold that business, I got involved into managing some institutional money, and we got an idea at CFS. Uh, how could we follow the large money for real? Uh, not the not the fake things of saying you follow the large money, but how do you actually follow the trading advisors or the traders that deal with the large institutional money? And how can we bridge that gap down to the retail investor, but be all-inclusive from the retail all the way up to the institutional? And so CFS created a method to try to bridge that gap and has successfully done so now, bridging the gap of retail to institutional investing, to be inclusive, to allow the investor to have a better sense of their portfolio and better asset class diversification. You have something called the, um, the CPG program, right, which is Capital Preservation and Growth Program. Tell me a little bit about how that works. Well, what we ended up developing was called an individual managed account program. Now, Jordan, I, I love it because as I was reading your book, Fast Profits and Hard Times, I, I was uh, I, it was right in relation to what we're trying to accomplish, and that's the education. We felt like if people would be more educated in how to individually handle their accounts, but yet not be too encumbering on their accounts because we have busy lives. So what ended up happening is, uh, if you remember the mutual fund industry and how it exploded, the mutual fund industry just exploded on the marketplace in the 80s, mainly because the equity markets allowed the smaller investor to get involved and to invest periodically over a long period of time. So then, you know, they grew to a $6 trillion, $7 trillion plus industry, of course. And what we did is we started trying to develop regular investment programs, but found that we had to do them on an individual managed account basis, not a pooling basis, and mainly because it was the Commodities and Futures Trading Commission, CFTC, and the National Futures Association. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we developed the individual managed account program meaning that each and every account has to be individually managed. They're not pooled together. So people have trading advisors that may trade for them in their accounts, and when they do trade, there's certain elements of risk always involved in these type of investments. Well, we also wanted to get a capital preservation or a principally protected targeted product. Because we knew that people were, were worried these days about, look at the fluctuations of what happened to Bear Stearns and what's going on the volatility of the marketplace and how do they protect their money. And so we worked with the National, in conjunction with the National Futures Association and created a product that would allow us to principally protect or have a target of principal protection to preserve the capital that people have but give them an element of growth. So in this case, we used government securities 
because they were, you know, backed by the full faith and taxing power of the U.S. You know how that goes. Government securities, in, in not just notes, in order to principally protect it, using something like a 10- or 15-year strip over a long term that provides a discount, and then that discount is actually traded in the individual managed account programs. So you have a zero-coupon bond, basically, <laughs> that you buy at a discount, and then it matures in 10 or 15 years, and so you know at least you'll get your principal back, is what you're saying. That's exactly right. And you know why I really did that? Because I, in the traditional uh, you know, investment services, I, I was so tired of the annuities and the indexed annuities and the variable annuities and how they put together these contracts. And I didn't want to do an insurance product. I wanted to do a legitimate investment that mirrored what the large institutional money does. And, and you know this, Jordan. There are very many institutions that do this similar type of thing. They hold their money in government strips or bonds, or they may even short-term uh, government instruments, and yet they trade their money and manage the risk. So this is something. So you've been offering this for how many years now? Oh, it just started. I mean, the CPG program, the Capital Preservation, just got approved on uh, uh, March 24th of this year by the National Futures Association. And uh, so we just started offering that. But as far as the individual managed accounts, they've been going since 2003. Uh-huh. So tell me what kind of a track record you've had uh, with <laughs> these things. Well, you know, it's been interesting because just recently, as I was looking at the volatility last year, it was kind of a tough year on the on the market. You know, our target is to average between. I know this sounds low, but eight to ten percent per year. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't try to uh, do this thing where these people are saying you're going to you get twenty percent a month or anything like that. That's always an element to me of a potential scam. So, the the legitimacy of building the portfolio is eight to ten percent, and then we leverage up from there. So let's say the base account is making approximately ten percent, and you're leveraging two times. Then you know that that's going to be twenty percent. So we actually created a base account portfolio, and then we leverage up from that base account so that you can determine what your risk is versus what the volatility, especially on, you know, you were looking at your sharp ratio, your maximum drawdowns or, you know, the uh, peak to valley drawdowns that you have. You want to be able to see what uh, is the potential. So, for example, last month, the rates of return of our portfolio were uh, 6% on the speculative, approximately three-quarters of a percent on our uh, base, which is right in line with the 8 to 10% on the base program leveraged up. But that was for one month, right? So that... Yes, that was for one month. I like to tout the good months. That's <laughs> You're still talking about 8 to 10% a year. You're not talking about per month, right? That, that's exactly right. I'm talking 8 to 10% a year on the base. So if we're looking at about, you know, if you're, if, say you're at about uh, three quarters of a percent, you know, you're a little around the 10% per year mark on the base. Now, if that's leveraged up five times on our speculative, let's say the most aggressive portfolio that we have, and it is aggressive, that's why we call it the speculative account, then that's going to be yielding pretty close to 5 and 6% per month. So what, what are they investing in in the futures portfolio? Is this all kinds of commodities, or what, what kind of things are they investing in? Well, we try to limit it, and, and let me tell you how we do this. We only have an element of about 5%, no more than 10% futures, and the main portion is currencies. Mm-hmm. So we do mainly the G10 nations, and I don't know, you know, a lot of throwing around of the G10, but uh, let me give you an example of, of the G10 nations and the currencies. There'd be things like uh, Canada, uh, you know, the euro, uh, you know, the sterling British pound, 
United States, of course, dollar. So you're doing currency pairs one against another is the idea, That's right? right. Currency pairs one against another, and we have trading advisors that either have traded large uh, institutional money or have system, uh, systematized trading programs with elements of discretion that allow for people to be able to follow what large hedge funds or other currency trading programs have. We actually have traders that either trade for large hedge funds or large money and then uh, are part of our program. Then the element of futures will be we may use like some of the mini contracts. We may use mini corn and mini gold. And so we would do things like uh, uh, gold and corn, and we'd do an element of oil, uh, a lot of the energies. Uh, we won't do many currency contracts because we do those in the, uh, you know, as the regular currency pairs. And, and we usually limit those to very small amount of futures trading that is very low volatility. And so uh, that tracker you said was six percent the last month. What, what is the range? I mean, what's the best month and the worst month on the on the future side? Uh, the best month that we've had is approximately eight percent on our speculative program. So mm-hmm. I would say eight percent on the, maybe closer to nine percent on our speculative program. And the worst uh, that we've had is probably on the speculative minus fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. So you can tell that the drawdowns from a minus 15 to a 9% in a mo- one month, that's why it's called the speculative. Now you drop that down to the base account, and you're looking at a base account portfolio uh, usually staying under a minus 2% drawdown for the month and with a, uh, you know, anywhere from approximately 1% uh, to, uh, I guess our best was a approximately 5% on our base account uh, in one month. What is the overall portfolio diversification argument for doing uh, this as opposed to having your money only in stocks and bonds and kind of traditional investments? Oh, I love that you say that. We use an acronym called PAID, uh, where you're really looking at portfolio reviewing. And, you know, when I look at your book, uh, as I begin to read it and look at the different asset classes, the when I go over the the acronym PAID, Portfolio Reviewing, Asset Class Diversification, Investment Risk Profiling, and Direct Client Correspondence. Now, let me explain, because the after you review a portfolio, now you're looking at A, and that's where you and I really, uh, I believe, agree on, and that's true asset class diversification. We've found that over probably 90 to 100% of everybody's portfolio seems to be in equities these days, and they don't really look at the other asset classes because they haven't had the ability to get in them, like commodities or futures or currencies. And and we believe that true asset class diversification, using something like a 20-30-50 guideline, where you put 20% in a more speculative uh, trading type of program that may give you growth opportunity, 30% in a directional trading program that may still use equities, but or exchange-traded funds, and then 50% in a capital preservation type of uh, program. Mm-hmm. So the, the, what I look at is trying to go within your guideline based on your risk and saying the reason we use currencies and commodities, well, look, right now you can see that the physicals, the commodities, have really been in a bull run in a bull market. They've mm-hmm. done extremely well. So if you would have had an element of that, not just in equities, then you would have captured some of that growth opportunity, right? Yeah, which, which uh, I mean, we, we've been in a bear market in the stock market for the most while here, and um, I guess one of the points is with the currency, something's always going up and something's always going down. 
And if you're positioned right, you can capture that no matter what's happening in the economy. That's right. And, Jordan, one more thing. I didn't really want to develop this product, to be honest with you. We developed it out of a necessity because we couldn't find one. And it was very frustrating because I saw institutions had them, but I couldn't find that the regular investor could participate in a lot of these. And like you, I believe in a lot of directional trading programs, not just our own portfolios, I believe in things like a lot of the trusts that you can get that are very, very secure, it seems, on your money and can give you good yields, like some of the Canadian energy trusts that Mm -hmm. we've talked about before. The exchange-traded funds and great directional trading programs with heavy downside risk management can be very good for people too, right? Indeed. Okay, we have to go to a break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Brian Elrod, uh, who's the CEO of CFS Capital Management in Denver, Colorado, and we'll be back to hear more about his programs after this. Internet's only all business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You hear business show after business show all geared towards improving a company's bottom line. But what about your bottom line? How come no one ever talks about that? Finally, a show dedicated to the worker. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, the Crow Show is aimed specifically at the worker and their environment. From work skills and technology to dealing with bosses and coworkers, the Crow Show will give you insight on how to survive and prosper in today's workplace. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Brian Elrod, who's the CEO of CFS Capital Management, uh, based in Denver. Welcome back to the show, Brian. 
Well, thank you very much, Jordan. Appreciate being here. We were talking about your uh, CPG program, which is your capital preservation and uh, growth program. Uh, let's get to some of the, the details. But before we do that, let, just give people uh, a website to find out more about you and if you have an 800 number or something, a way of contacting you as well. You betcha. I'd be more than happy to. Our website is www.cfscap.com. That's Charlie, Frank, Sam, Charlie, Alpha, Papa.com. And, you know, I don't have my, if you can believe it, I don't have my toll-free number offhand, but you can call us at 303-940-7777. And then later, if I can get that toll-free number, I never call it myself, so I'll get that for you. (laughs) Is this something available to anybody in the country? It is. It's available nationwide and even internationally now, and I'm very excited about that because it allows us uh, who, you know, you have to have a Series 3 license to do this type of thing, Commodities and Futures license, and and, uh, and, uh, unlike securities, we actually have to get our documents approved before we can use them for solicitation on the Individual Managed Account Program. And by the way, our CFS toll number, if you want to give us a call, is 877 Eight nine two one three two zero. That's eight seven seven eight nine two one three two zero. Feel free to give us a holler, and we can fill you in. And again, our website is cfscap.com. Let's go to some of the details of exactly how the program works. And again, you're combining a zero coupon bond, which matures in was it ten to fifteen years? What what time frame is that typically uh, maturing in? Well, actually, they can choose whether they want a ten year period or a fifteen year period. Okay, so they can choose ten or eleven, and then uh, so most of the money is in that, and then five to ten percent or something like that is in the futures program, which is pretty much doing foreign exchange. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, actually, the way it seems to be working right now, the, of course, this can fluctuate with the changes of interest rates, but we have almost 40% of the money that's in a trading program, and 60% of the money is actually set aside for the zero-coupon bond that matures. Now, a client can also choose their principal protection, and, and I'll explain why. They can say, hey, I want 90% principally protected, or they can say, I want 100%, or they can choose 110%. And then what we do, if a person has $100,000 and they choose 110%, we'll buy a $110,000 strip or a, a government bond, zero coupon bond. Now, that will strip out the interest, and that will give us the amount of money that we can use to place in the trading program. In this case, let's say it's 30%. So out of that $100,000, they know they're going to get 110000 back, but $30,000 will also be placed in a trading program. Now, that trading program will consist about 90 to 95% currency trading and the remaining 5 to 10% in futures trading. Yeah, okay. Uh, so let's go through some of the details. What is the minimum to get into this thing? The minimum is uh, on the CPG side, the capital preservation growth, is a minimum of $10,000 to be able to participate. And are there any qualifications on the part of the investor? Do they have to be a credit investor or anything like that? Or no, anybody? they don't. That's what's great about this. We were able to go and basically we can attack the annuity markets and go and even replace annuities because we have a lot of uh, items inside of the contract that allows them to treat this very much. There's some liquidity that they can take uh, per year. They can be able to uh, make sure that they can do their uh, automatic withdrawals if they have IRAs or qualified money, you know, the systematic withdrawals that they have to do and um, 
so uh, they don't have to be accredited investors. They just have to be normal, regular investors can participate in this, just like if you participated into an annuity or mutual fund. So there would be an advantage in having this inside an IRA or some kind of a tax-deferred account, because there's going to be a lot of trading activity in the future side that's going to create a lot of short-term income. Is that correct? That is correct. In fact, I, I would uh, recommend that if people looking at this, if they're really, you know, Jordan, it comes down to their portfolios, right? If they're really worried and looking at, hey, I want long-term principal protection, then they would look at a program like this. They wouldn't do this for a short-term area, you know, um, venue because they want to make sure that they have a long-term principal protection with some good growth potential or advantages, but still be in control of their money. Yeah, okay. Now, you say that there are different variables under the control of the individual, uh, the time to maturity and the targeted maturity value of the government uh, portion. Right. So you choose... You're saying either ten, you have a choice of either 10 or 15 years. That's the choice you have in the time to maturity. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Um, and then the target maturity value of the government portion, how do you choose something and what are the choices there? Okay. If, when you're looking at, uh, uh, let me kind of go through the process. If somebody was going to take $100,000 and said, okay, I'm going to principally protect my 100000 mm-hmm. and 100%. All right. Now that for, develops a calculation. That calculation would say, all right, how much is the strip to equal $100,000 over a 10-year period or over a 15-year, whichever they chose? Okay. Then we'd make that calculation, and then after that calculation's done, a strip would actually be purchased, a government security, in their name, making sure that they will get their principal back, right? From there, that discount would then be placed into that trading program. Well, the trading program inside of our document is already set, so it trades in currencies and futures. So now they, they could, let's say they lost all of their trading money. Well, they know they still have their principal uh, money that was protected for them in that strip. Now, the key is, of course, is not to lose that trading money and to manage it uh, effectively, and I believe we've got the trading team to be able to do that. And so they'll trade, and the client can actually see daily their accounts, both in their strip value and on their uh, trading value. And this is not something they really have to monitor on a daily basis, but if they want to, they could, you're saying. That, that's exactly right. In fact, we're required, unlike uh, you know sending them out a statement every month or every quarter, we have to actually have the availability to show them on a daily basis. If there's a lot of trading activity <clears throat> in and out, wouldn't there be a lot of commissions generated by this? Yes, there there. Excuse me. There could be the, uh, but here's the issue on that. On bonds, of course, on the principal amount, there wouldn't be hardly anything, uh, hardly any commissions at all, and we do not get commissions on any of the government securities. That was one of the rules. We weren't allowed to get any money off of the bond value. But as far as the trading is done, if we generated a tremendous amount of trading, yes, there could be a lot of commissions. But the commissions are done on a on a uh, different basis than you would say a ticket charge. You would do it on what would be known as a pip, right? Now, a pip is a point zero zero one. So, if you had, uh, let's say, the, uh, in fact, I'll give you, I'll give you an act- actual. Uh, account here. Let's say you're looking at the Euro USD, which is a 155.38 right now. Okay. So that that means that you have a a dollar 55 and 38 one hundredths of a cent that actually equal 
uh, a U.S. dollar set actually equal one euro. Okay. Okay. So it, we, if we charged point zero 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 one, that would be a pip. So one one hundredth of a cent is a pip. So yes, it could still generate a lot, especially if the volume was there, but it's really almost incidental to the program because what the objective is is to keep this money going long term. So if there's too much commissions generated, you know, it's going to affect the rate of return too much, so that wouldn't be good. So we limit ourselves inside the document to making sure that there can be no more than two pips charged at any one time over the, uh, over the period of time, and then the management fee is actually charged up front. So we don't charge the management fee every year as normal. It's not it's an incentive fee based on a percentage of profits? Yeah, there is a uh, only on the trading program now, on the, because remember you have two portions. You have the bond portion and the trading pro, uh, portion. So on the trading por- portion, there's a half a percent management fee that is waived. So in other words, that normally when we charge a half a percent, we don't on this because we charge the equivalent of 1% per year uh, on the full uh, program over the life of it. Then there is a uh, 10% incentive fee. So if we make money on a high watermark, so if the, let's say the trading value was $30,000 and we, we made $35,000, then we would make 10% of that $5,000 and then we could only make a, an incentive fee over that high watermark each time that that's developed. So each time there's a high watermark, you have to kind of exceed it to get your the next level of fees. Is that the way it Absolute, works? Absolutely. And where we came up with this, Jordan, as you know, there's a standard in our industry called 2 and 20, 2% management fee, 20% incentive. Sometimes they charge 1 and 15 or 1 and 25 or whatever. And so what we did was we wanted to make it more understandable, so we charged a lower management fee and then a lower incentive fee. And that incentive fee over a period of time, you have to exceed the high watermark of what you made the last time. Otherwise, it wouldn't be fair to the customer. I see. So it's kind of a cumulative rate of uh, success you have to do for the management fees to continue like that. That's right. If we made, if we had thirty thousand, went to thirty-five thousand, then we dropped back to thirty-three thousand. Well, we actually lost two thousand from your high watermark, so we can't take any incentive fee, even if we go back up to thirty-five thousand. We'd have to go to thirty-six thousand, and then we can only take the difference between the thirty-five and the thirty-six, which is one thousand dollars. We can only take ten percent of that. Um, are the fund managers uh, that you're using for the, the future side? Uh, stable, or do you kind of switch the money from one fund manager to another all the time? No, we don't switch them very much. We we use stable ones unless they aren't performing, and then we get rid of them. So we do manage the trading advisors, but they really have done pretty well. A lot of the guys we use are commodity trading advisors. They've been around a while. They've done huge and large money, or they still currently do large institutional money. And instead of remember when I talked about we were going to. How do you follow the large money? Yeah. Well, you don't really follow it. You use the same trading programs they do. So that's what's called following it. So what we try to do is we try to get the same people that are trading large hedge funds and large money. And a lot of these, by the way, you can see on the Barclays. Uh, Barclays puts out a CTA reporting report that a lot of people can look at. So if you go on Barclays, some of our advisors are on the Barclays report. One of the guys has been in the top 10, uh, under $10 million. So you look at the different levels that they're trading, and then we take these and we compile these traders. 
Oh, I'm sorry. That's we'll okay. go to a break, huh? That's okay. No, it's really fascinating. Okay, well, we're doing a quite interesting job here explaining how this whole program works. I'm with uh, Brian Elrod, who's the CFO, CEO of CFS Capital Management in Denver. And we'll be back after this explaining how this whole program works in more detail. We'll be back after this. Line in Business, Voice America Business. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit. And grow your business with Aldana Ambler and the Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Small business owners, do you want answers to your most pressing financial concerns? Do you want to stop stressing about money and finally understand how to create wealth? Let Elizabeth Potts Weinstein and the Wealth Spa Radio Show answer your most pressing financial and legal questions about your small business and help you achieve business success and the lifestyle of your dreams easier and faster than you could imagine. The Wealth Spa Radio Show broadcasts live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Radio Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Brian Elrod, uh, who's the CEO of CFS Capital Management, uh, based in Denver, Colorado. His website is cfscap.com. Uh, the phone number to find out more about what we're talking about is 877-892-1320. Welcome back to the show, Brian. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You have in your brochures uh, about this program uh, some kind of potential return charts uh, showing, I guess this is based on what actually has happened in the past. Is that right? Yes, it is. In fact, um, uh, let me explain, because when if people were to receive... This portfolio, you know, as we put together hypothetical illustrations, they would say, but these are hypothetical. But the way we had to do it, and this is one of the reasons I really liked going through the regulatory process, is when you submit the information to something like the National Futures Association, they don't let you get away with anything. And we had to put each and every one of the trading advisors' actual trading numbers 
inside. So you'll see that <clears throat> there is each and every trading advisor is actually listed with their trading results. Then we compile those trading results, and we do what's called optimize them. And how we do that is we optimize them with, it's like a pie chart, where you give them a certain percentage, and then you're trying to find whether you're, uh, you know, skewness or kurtosis or, or your standard method of doing investment portfolio analysis in order to really optimize the performance to try to give the certain percentages to each and every one of the trading advisors. Now, in one example, you have uh, a 10-year maturity in the program with an average annual return of 9.6%. And at the end of it, you basically started with 100000 uh, and you end up with 175000 or so, uh, where you got back your original uh, 100000 from the strips and earned about 75000 on the currency trading. So That's is right. That, is that, so it's like a 75% return over 10 years. Right, that's kind of what it comes that, to. Yeah, that's what it would really be, which comes out to what around uh, seven point five percent per year, or you know, somewhere well, it says around. So that's returns of nine point six, actually. Okay, nine point six percent. And and as we stated before, our target on our base account is always using ten to twelve percent. We actually can be a little more aggressive on the trading. Uh, Jordan, because the trading, if we can be more aggressive on the trading, it allows for more potential growth, as it also allows for more potential losses. But as long as a risk is managed effectively over a long period of time, as you know, you can, you know, if, if they're legitimate trading programs, many times you can at least stabilize that over a period of years. Now, then you have an example at 12 uh, percent, uh, again with a 10-year maturity, um, and if you're earning 12 percent average annual per year. It ends up being 193,000 instead of 175,000. So it really right. can add up over 10 years uh, to make a huge difference. Yes, it can. And all the while trying to relax you in knowing that you have a principal protection target with a U.S. government security. Yeah. And then you have uh, the 15 year maturity because you have a choice of either the 10 or 15 year maturity. Uh, the 15 year maturity with the same return, the 9.6. The hundred thousand becomes two hundred and thirty thousand, and then the fifteen-year maturity at twelve percent, the hundred thousand becomes two hundred and sixty-one thousand. Now these are right. somewhat hypothetical, I guess, but uh, it just shows that the longer you have it in there, and you're compounding it nine point six or twelve percent, it really does add up over time. Yes, and one of the things, I, I don't know if I can get this across effectively, but one of the reasons we can get returns we believe like this is because of the leveraging factor. If you have legitimate trading advisors that really manage their downside risk appropriately, you don't have to try to seek heavy and huge monthly returns, but it's consistent returns over a period of years. So we do a lot of analyzing how many months they're positive versus how many months they're negative. So if a trading advisor is 50% positive and 50% negative, that doesn't mean they're bad, but we may not use them because we may have a ratio of 60-40 that they have to have, you know, six months out of the year positive and four, you know, uh, excuse me, eight months out of the year positive and four months out of the year negative or something like that in order to be able to really use them effectively. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, what you're doing is contrasting this with where people are keeping their money today in a so-called guaranteed account, you know, a CD or something, you're going to be getting 2 or 3%, and really there's no upside growth potential. So as far as asset diversification, this is your, your argument, is by having some money in something like this, 
you have the possibility of earning much higher rates of return and still have your principal getting back to you. Because people are very concerned about that. They want to know that they're not going to lose their principal, and, and that's why they put their money in CDs today. Absolutely, Jordan. And one of the things I think is critical for the consumer, the investor out here, is that it's they want an element of some of these alternatives. They want to be able to participate in what I would call the sexy type of things like, you know, gold or precious metals and currencies. But yet they're a little worried about losing their principal money or really having it too risky. And as a normal financial advisor that I was for years, and now uh, looking at my friends that are financial advisors, they will always tell people that this type of thing is too risky. And what we wanted to do was belay that risky feeling and say, hey, principal protected, you don't have to worry about it too much. Now you have the ability to really get an opportunity of an asset class that maybe you didn't have before. Are you getting statements every month as to all the trades in and out on the, on the future side? Is this, uh, you get a very long list of the buys and sells all the time? Yes, sir, every day. Every day. But we you get a, get a monthly wrap-up of it all as well. We get a monthly wrap-up, and we give we, we actually have FTP sites. They come right into our website for our clients, and we uh, use reporting assistance to put those together. But the client actually gets them from the individual uh, clearing firms also. So, uh, for example, on the future side, I'm using MF Global, uh, which is a worldwide commodity uh, firm then they will get a statement from MF Global on their futures, on their currency. They'll get Icon Global Markets. And then they'll also use us as what we call reporting assistance to actually pull that all together so they can make it understandable for them. Now, you have different portfolios that you can choose from. Uh, the base portfolio is basically uh, the conservative part of it, right? That's, uh, that, that's, that's correct. We have, let me explain, we have five different portfolios inside what we call our individual managed account program. Yeah. Okay, so we have the base, which is the most conservative, the moderate, the aggressive, and the speculative, which is our most aggressive. And then you have the CPG, which is even more conservative than the base. And that's combining the two in effect. That's, that really is. And in order to do that, it was very difficult. I did want people to have an option of putting their trading program, but it, it, we administratively we couldn't figure out how to do that, so we had to actually develop a trading program for the CPG. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that in addition to the CPG, we've combined the zero-coupon bond and the futures trading. You can just do the futures trading alone. Uh, absolutely. In fact, and, and I, uh, forgive me for correcting you on that, but remember, it's not just futures trading. It's also currency, what's called the spot currency market. So it's the currency pair trading and the futures trading. Yes, you can actually do that in what we call a voluntary account away from the CPG. You don't have to lock your money up for 10 years uh-huh. or 15 years. You can actually have the growth element of this without the strip at all and just get into the regular trading program. Now, those programs are doing the same kinds of things but using more or less leverage? Is that the difference between moderate, aggressive, and speculative? You hit it right on the head. I mean, you're exactly right. All we did was uh, try to develop the different leverages on the accounts that we can use. Whether So we develop a base portfolio, and then from the base portfolio, we use the same traders, and we use the same methods of trading, and now we just leverage it up, whether that's two times or three times or five times. So how do you recommend to a client what level of leverage they should be using. That's where the paid analysis 
comes in that I was talking about where you do your portfolio review, you look at your asset classes, and then you go to I. That's investment risk profiling. You want to make sure that you're always having an investment risk profile done. Now, that profiling is kind of what probably any financial person does where they look at and see your portfolio, your age can become a factor, when you're going to need the money, what your risk tolerance is. We actually have a thing on our website, cfscap.com, where you can go and find your investment risk tolerance number, kind of like your sleep number, Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, and you get that investment risk tolerance number. You want to know what can I tolerate? How far down can this money go before it will start to worry me or, or bother me? And that'll help you kind of place where you may, maybe should be inside of which portfolio. So if you're younger, you're, you know, you may want to look at the more heavier growth or more speculative accounts. When you're older, you're, you're going to probably want to manage that risk a little more secure unless you just want speculative money going out. Now, people say in advance what their level of risk tolerance is, but then when it actually hits, they usually have a different level. <laughs> is that in your experience true? That is absolutely my experience, and so that's why I use a, a guideline, and what we try to teach our people is to go out there, and when you're talking to individuals, help them understand the illustration. Now, let's say they pick something, and they can't tolerate it. Man, this is just too volatile for me. Well, then we want them to adjust that, and they can always adjust down to the levels that they need. By the way, one thing I didn't mention, which I really love about these portfolios, you can actually choose what's called a drawdown notification. Now, Jordan, you and I both know if you have your money in mutual funds or anything else that could be trading or somewhat volatile, all of a sudden it goes down. You don't don't have somebody notifying you and saying, hey, your account went down 7% or it went down 12%. What do you want us to do? Well, at our company, we actually do that. We have what's called a drawdown notification. You're automatically notified when it hits the level that you've chosen inside the document. And when that level is chosen, you know and can adjust that volatility. You can stop your trading or you can continue it, whichever you choose, after getting some explanation. So you know in advance kind of how much risk you're you're willing to take and if it just gets too hot for you, you can change at that point. Yeah. In fact, I never, when I was, uh, you know, even being securities licensed for so many years and doing mutual funds, I never had anybody or never even helped anybody with drawdowns and knowing how to notify them. Now the clients can choose their drawdown notification, their risk level, where they think they'll be comfortable. And then when that hits and they're notified, they can actually make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of neat, huh? Indeed it is. A lot of people say they're willing to take risk, but when it actually hits them, they often have a different opinion. That's been true this year, where a lot of people went in very optimistic, and when the market went down, they weren't so happy with the losses they were taking. Boy, you're exactly right. Okay, we're going to come back after this. Again, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Brian Elrod, uh, who's the CEO of CFS Capital Management in Denver, Colorado. Again, their website is cfscap.com. Their phone number 877-892-1320. And we'll be back after this. The bottom line in business. Voice America Business. 
Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Achieve Total Wealth Management. Listen to Three-Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, right here on Voice America Business. Three-Dimensional Wealth is a show dedicated to teaching you a value-based approach to comprehensive wealth management through practical strategies and expert advice. Take your first step down the road to financial independence. Listen to Three-Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman, right here on The Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. The Bottom Line in Business, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest for this last segment is Brian Elrod, uh, who's the uh, CEO of CFS Capital Management in uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, his uh, um, website is cfscap.com. The uh, phone number to find out more about what we're talking about is 877-892-1320. Welcome back to the show, Brian. Well, thank you very much. It's been a joy here. You talk about uh, what's called the 20-30-50 rule. Why don't you describe uh, what that is as far as how people should allocate their money based on their investment risk profile? Yes, when I've uh, always done the financial services, it's a little frustrating being able to help people and give them true asset class diversification when you don't have the other asset classes. And as you and I have talked about before, you know, the currency in the futures allows for an element of an asset class they may not have had. However, saying that, that doesn't mean 100% of your money should be there. I believe in a guideline. The 20-30-50 rule is a guideline we put together based on years of experience, over 25 years, and, and just looking at it and saying what is going to be a good guideline for people to move in and out of the percentages, 20% in a, an aggressive or a growth type of portfolio, 30% in what I would call a directional trading program with heavy downside risk management that is actually managed, and then 
lastly, is a capital preservation or a principal protected type of program where you know that if you lost everything else, you know that there's an element of principal protection that you could have in your portfolio. Now, it doesn't mean that you need to take 50% of all your money and put it in there. It does mean that you have a guideline. You may say, I want 70% of my money in a capital preservation and the rest to go into those other two elements. The reason I use, too, Jordan, the 20-30-50 rule is because when you're looking at what we do, 20% of your money, 10%, 20%, whatever you'd like, can go into an element of the trading, uh, like a, uh, the growth program without principal protection. You may say, hey, I want some currency and futures trading in there. I want some commodities to be done. I found a trading program that I would like, and 20% could go in there to get an element. Because if you lost that 20%, you wouldn't like it at all, but one thing's for sure, you, you still would know that you have the majority of your money set. Now, you always want to make sure that you're working with somebody who has heavy downside risk management, meaning they're watching the downside risk. That's why 20% of your money should still have drawdown notifications, and you should be able to control and stop the trading when you want to. 30% into a directional trading program. Let me explain that. Mm-hmm. We go and we find trading advisors worldwide. So in this particular instance, I found an exchange-traded fund. I have a couple programs, but one in particular, I have a gentleman who writes for Forbes magazine. His name is Carl Delfeld. With You can go to his website, etfadvisor.com. He is phenomenal. He has portfolios. He doesn't manage money, but he gives us direction. So we go to the client and say, here's how he trades, here's what he does, he has direction, and we actively manage this with heavy downside risk management. So a client may say, okay, I don't want to go any farther than 10 or 12% down. We say, okay, we note that. If it goes down that far, we make sure we notify it. And, it's, and that way we can use exchange-traded funds in different capacities of his portfolios that the clients can actually see and go to. That's what's called a directional trading program, where we don't trade it. Uh, excuse me, we, we may trade it, but we only trade it according to how the uh, advisor directs us to trade. We don't go beyond that, okay? Okay. Then you have that 50%, which can be a capital preservation. And let's say that people didn't even want to use us as a capital preservation, and they wanted to use a CD, or they wanted to put it in something where they wanted to just have cash. That's fine, too. At least you know that your portfolio is really being worked out in the 20, 30, 50 type of realm, and you can adjust those as your age adjusts or as your risk adjusts. So how is this different from a traditional, uh, you know, you'll go to a traditional financial planner and he'll kind of show the pie of how things should be asset allocated. How is this different from that? I don't think really it's much different other than this allows more control for the consumer. For example, when I used to go and do the same thing for people and show them the pie chart, asset allocate, we would put them mainly in mutual funds or some type of managed program where they really lost control. It was an investment, invest it and leave it mentality. Now, Jordan, no longer an invest it and leave it mentality. It's a, hey, you are participating in what I call active management participation. You don't have time to do a lot of things, but you can look. You can see what you did, and you can choose and make choices. And then you really legitimately have somebody that cares about whether they want to keep you as a client over the long haul by helping you manage the downside risk. 
You don't have to actively manage that downside risk, but you actively participate with somebody who does it for you. And the next should probably be happy about that. I mean, they want the investors in their funds to be knowledgeable about the risks and taking risks they feel comfortable with. Absolutely. The reason I developed this over a period of time is because I was frustrated myself. I no longer believe in just the invest it and leave it mentality. In fact, I'm not even sure I believe in the total mutual fund concept. Not not saying that mutual funds are bad. I, I just believe there's other opportunities out here. In fact, if people, I, and, and me and Jordan didn't do this, but I'm telling you, if you go get his book, Fast Profits in Hard Times, you're going to find out that inside of there are alternatives where people can actually look up on the internet and go find people who can actively do investments that aren't in the norm that can return wonderful returns over a period of time. Right. One of the things you talk about is how the annuity world is, is uh, taking a lot of these assets and it's, that's really not the most appropriate place because you're locking yourself into relatively low returns with annuities and all kinds of fees. Is, that right? is what you're offering really considered an alternative to annuities? I believe it is. I mean, I, I know a lot of people would say it doesn't have insurance inside of it, but we even developed the legacy option inside of the CPG in order for people to really choose and say, hey, if they're older, 75 or 80 years old, you're not going to really lock their money up for 10 or 15 years unless they want a legacy to be done for their family and their children. What I've seen annuities, uh, as probably you've seen, not only are the rates of return and not what people thought they were going to be. But on top of that, the indexed annuities with the surrender charges that they have, my goodness, you're talking sometimes 10 and 15 and even 20% surrender charges when people didn't know. In fact, I think there was a special Jordan on Dateline. They mm -hmm. had it on how people were selling these. And I thought, you know, that is totally inappropriate. And I believe there's a new era coming for people to actually control their own money inside of a, an investment that is totally transparent. And that's why we wanted to have one of those transparent ones. Like you and I were talking about at the break, and said, man, there's a lot of legalese in this. And there is. But at least it's transparent to the customer. We're saying the annuity is not transparent usually. I don't think it is. I, I, look, I've been in for years, and I still have trouble reading a dad blame annuity contract, you know? Oh, and a lot of people have gotten into those and uh, wanted to get out for various reasons and are being hit by surrender charges and all kinds of things they didn't particularly understand they were getting involved with. Yeah, the industry, uh, in fact, the securities industry is, even has an alert, FINRA does, on being careful about who is marketing these type of items to you. And I think what we have with our product allows people to be able to make sound choices and be able to say, what do I really want? And not only that, when you're heavily regulated in the securities or the uh, Commodities and Futures Trading Commission, you don't want to do anything wrong there. You want to make sure that people understand what they're getting into and that they can control their investment. Yeah, no, it sounds like a good idea. All right, well, I, we're, we're just in the last minute here. So just to wrap things up, uh, uh, to uh, reach Brian and find out more about this uh, program we've been talking about, uh, his company is called CFS Capital Management. His uh, website is cfscap.com. His phone number is 877-892-1320. Just a final comment, Brian, on what people can find out at that, uh, what we've been talking about here. Listen, we just want to thank everybody for listening and feel free to call us and we'll send you out information so that you can have that for yourself and be able to make sound decisions. Very good. Well, thanks very much, Brian, for being on the Money Answer Show. I think we've given an idea to people they probably didn't know about before. You can really make thank some you, good money Jordan, and very have much. some good capital preservation at the same time. And thank, thank you all, and we'll be back again next week.
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.